All right. Let's get this out of the way first. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed on Tailboard Talks Firefighter Podcast are solely those of the speakers, guests, and hosts, and do not in any way represent the thoughts or views or opinions of any other employer, partnership, or sponsor. The material and information in this podcast is for general information purposes only and should be used at the listener's discretion. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tailboard Talks Firefighter Podcast. I'm Chris, your host from Fourth Shift Firefighter, and we're coming to you live from the Palace of Puke, the version of vomit that doesn't really go together, my house. Um, Over the past three days, Sawyer got pukey first for about a day. Um, I went to work, so she was puking all night. I went to work the next day. I came home. Katie started feeling nauseous. Nathan started throwing up. This is going through, rolling through. I had a little stomach ache end of yesterday and today that's gone away. I'm hoping that was it. I'm hoping I got kind of out of it unscathed. Um, but we're gonna make this a quick one because as it marches out, as you know, Sawyer's all better now. So her two and a half year old self is just terrorizing Nathan, who is basically incapacitated on the couch. Uh, so Katie's trying to wrangle them both as she is also recovering from her bout with the vomiting. So before we get into it real quick, don't forget to go and check out my affiliates. Two big ones I have are Rescue One CBD. That's 0.000 THC, safe for the job. They have an oral suspension, also a roll-on. They have a nighttime uh, formula also. Go check them out. And then Fourth Frontier Heart Rate Monitoring. They have a chest strap. It's called the Fourth Frontier X2. And it does all the regular stuff you expect, um, heart rate, respiration, zones. They have a thing called Body Shock. But also, it's the only chest strap monitoring with E2 with lead to EKG. So you can do a live looking or you can look back while you're recording your workout and see if anything silly happened in there if you notice something. All right, those are my big ones. So on the topic of vomiting, I did put up a poll or a question box on Instagram about stuff that you guys have eaten before that you can no longer eat because uh, you threw it up and got some pretty standard responses. There were the obviously fireball and tequila ones, which par for the course. There was also some absolute monsters on there. that said cigarettes in a water bottle. Now, the question was stuff that you can't eat anymore because you threw up after you ate it. Cigarettes in a water bottle, hopefully it's not a part of your daily routine. And if it is, not cool, but good for you. We also have McDonald's nugs, uh, Taco Bell, garlic Parmesan wings, salmon. Um, Gross. My big one for a long time was those little peppermint pinwheels, little red and white striped circular things. Because after a hockey tournament one time when I was way younger, uh, we went out and I ate way too many greasy, gross, like hamburger sliders. Just, just, I remember how greasy they were and how gross they were. And the end of the meal, I had a little peppermint pinwheel thing. And then I threw up all night. And obviously it was because of that peppermint pinwheel. So to this day, candy canes, peppermint, stuff like that still gets me a little itchy if I'm looking at it at the wrong time. Uh, super gross though. Let's get off that topic. Like I said, today's gonna be a quick one. What I wanted to talk about is not letting a few bad years or even months in your career ruin the duration. And this is really something that's kind of evergreen as well. Um, because we as firefighters and paramedics are very good at telling someone with a broken leg or a sickness or someone whose house is on fire or someone who's in a car accident, what's going to happen next. And like, that's going to be okay because this is what's happening or this is how this goes. This is what you can expect. And all those things, because we've seen it time and time again with our patients and our scenes. But we're very, very bad at looking at our current situation that we might not like too much and saying, oh, I know how this is going to end. It might take 10 years 
or it's two years or four years or 20 years, but things will be 100% different at the end of that term. It's very hard because we don't have that experience. We're living in it right now. And the thing that is inconveniencing us right now is the worst thing that's ever happened to us. That makes us act kind of silly sometimes. And it does not do us any favors. In fact, it does a lot of harm because depending on how your department runs or what you do in your department, if you're moving around all the time, um, or if you're more or less stable because of that assignment or whatever's going on, but people are rotating in and out and you're just complaining about it constantly, here's what can happen. If I go out to your department or your station for a day and I'm there and you're complaining about whatever, whatever's going wrong, right? And I'm just like, man, this person just will not let this thing go. This is not that big of a deal, but they obviously feel like the world's coming to an end for them. Uh, And I go back to my crew and I'm like, man, so-and-so was just inconsolable about this minor inconvenience. Hopefully what happens is the people in my crew say, oh, you know what? That's actually the first time I've ever heard them complain about that. And I was out there last day um, and the day before that, and I didn't hear anything. So maybe they just had a bad day. That'd be the best case scenario. The danger is something minor happens to you that you just don't like. That's also a temporary thing, whether it's a month, four months, two years, 10 years, it's got a shelf life. Everything does. And uh, it's your only talking point, and it's your most frequent and loudest talking point. Then when I go back to my crew and say, man, this person would not let it go, they're going to say, yeah, that's what they do. That's all they do is complain about this thing. And your reputation grows, and that starts to be what you do is complain, and specifically about this thing. But then it turns into like anything that happens, you know this person's going to complain about. Or you know it's just it becomes their personality that they're so selfish because they're not worried about what's happening next to them but God forbid anything happens to them, then it's the most important and the worst thing ever to happen. And I think that's pretty normal too. Like, of course, you can't care about everyone's problems, right? But if you're witnessing a problem happen or an injustice happen, and then you can be just completely indifferent to it, or even like, well, sucks to be you. It's not my problem. And then it happens to you. And now you're making us think about it. There's a little bit of falsity with that. There's like, People can see through that, right? And so you might be saying like, well, I wanna, I, we need to fix this because other people are going to get screwed over or other people are getting taken advantage of too. That is not hard for people to see through that and be like, oh yeah, I'm sure you're really working this hard uh, for other people. As soon as this resolves for you, I'm sure you will not be flying this flag anymore or really caring about it at all because you're fine, right? So getting the perspective from people who have been there or people who have done it is insanely valuable in the fire service because it's safe to say relatively safe to say and i'd i'd bet on it from 99 percent of things that happen to you within the fire service someone in your department has had that happen to them almost 100 percent exactly the same thing and they can tell you like this does suck right now this is not the most fun you will have in your career but it's going to be over in like two years so we do shift bids every two years at my department where they start from the top down and you get to pick your assignment based on seniority. And obviously towards the end of the list, there's less spots available or less favorable spots available, depending on what you want to do. And uh, it'd be very, very easy for you to be like, great for the next two years, I'm stuck at this station with these people and on this ambulance. And uh, this is just the worst and really dig yourself a hole over the next two years that even when you get out of it, even in two years, when you can pick up, quote unquote, better spot or a different spot, people are going to be like, yeah, that guy's just a whiner. Like all he did was whine and complain for the past two years. I don't want to work with him. 
you might be just a great person to work with, but you let that emotion kind of take the best of you. Um, and maybe, maybe getting a little bit of outside perspective on someone who's been, who's gotten the short and that stick in the past would have helped you a little bit, or at least that person could vouch for you now and say, yeah, you know, I talked to them. They're really unhappy where they are right now, but they understand it's a two year deal and they just need a little bit of time to complain about and they'll be fine. Like this is just a temporary, they're complaining is a temporary thing. That'd be good, a good case scenario too. So really, I think the main damage or the main um, threat to being a complainer because of a temporary solution is other people. <laughs> it's, it's other people because other people see it. Other people can see through it. Um, the senior guys might get mad because you're setting a bad example for the younger guys who might try that in the future. You're letting them know like, oh, this can totally be a, a viable thing to do is just complain and nothing will happen. But that's also not the case either. Because just because those junior guys don't see anything happening doesn't mean that three months from now, if you're continuing to run your mouth and create problems and issues and make people annoyed, you're not going to have a meeting with someone or some sort of assistance in your attitude adjustment. Um, not to mention, not to mention that others are going through stuff too. Other people are going through stuff. And although you might consider what's happening to you as just the worst thing ever, you got to understand or try to understand that there's other people in the department who have the exact same feeling about their stuff. So if they think that what they're going through is the worst thing ever, and you think is what you're going through is the worst thing ever, they're going to automatically discount yours and you're going to automatically discount theirs. And it's just going to be a gross situation altogether. Not to mention, depending on what you're going through, it may not be the worst thing ever. Like let's not all pretend that everything that happens that's not perfect is bad or like terrible or worth that much effort over, right? And if someone is legitimately going through something bad or tough or trying, that's kind of universally seen and accepted as like, I would not want that happening to me. This is a really tough time for this person. I'm actually going to try to help them get through this because this is tough. If someone has one of those situations and you bring your ticky tacky stuff forward that just hurts your feelings a little bit or is not perfect for you and start going off about it, Man, you're going to be compared to them pretty quickly. Like, uh, yeah, so-and-so has this legit, like, real bad problem going on. And then this guy comes in talking about this garbage and complains in front of that person. Bad idea. Um, and I guess the final thing is that it's going to change, right? It's going to change, but the stuff you did and said is going to persist. I had that happen to me. I, I've handled situations wrong with the wrong people. And those situations were temporary. And then I went on to different crews or different uh, positions. Some of the friends of the people that I did not make happy in that position were the ones I was going to be working with in the future. And they had that perspective because they were talking to their friends who I was pissing off. And so now I walk into that situation. I'm like, cool, I'm all done with that. I'm ready to be a good guy now. And they view me as like, great, I got this complainer coming over. So your work almost continues. I had to have meetings with them. I shouldn't say that they addressed me and had meetings with me saying like the way you acted with that guy because of that cannot happen here. And then I had to be like, well, no, that was because of that situation. And uh, I don't plan on acting like that anymore because the situation is different. And they said, well, that just shows that you're not mature enough to handle bad things happening to you. So work on that. So even though the situation changed and I thought I was going to change that scar that I kind of dug persisted. And then it was reflection of who I was in general, not just who I was at that time. So as I was thinking about this stuff, as I was kind of uh, writing down some notes here, two things came to mind. 
that I just want to share with you real quick. And uh, the first one, I'm not sure if it completely relates to it, but it relates to the fire service in general. And uh, if you read the book, The Things They Carried, um, I think I'm getting the title right. I mess it I mess it up frequently. Let me get back to it here. There's a part in the book um, where where someone says, the earth is slow, but the buffalo is patient. And that really, to me, represents the fire service. The fire service is slow, but the buffalo is patient. If you can have the patience and the trust to know that things are going to work out and things will change, and the situation you're in now is not going to be the same situation a year from now or months from now. And yeah, some of it might be like seven, eight years from now. Absolutely. Um, I've talked about it before on here. I'm in my 16th year now at my department. And in the next six months, with some luck, I'll be off the ambulance and assigned full-time, most likely to a truck or a quint. And I'll be in charge of that quint. But unless I take overtime, I will be done with the ambulance. At year five and year 10, that's really, really hard to see. But at year 16, I'm happy that a majority of times I chose to keep my cool, to keep my cool, look at the bigger picture, trust the process, um, keep a mostly level head. So now when I get to year 16, I'm off the ambulance in the next little bit here, hopefully. Um, I don't have a ton of backpedaling or backtracking to do or people coming to me and be like, well, you acted like a jerk for 16 years. Why can't I? The earth is slow. The fire service is slow, but be patient. Okay, the buffalo is patient. And the second part is this old proverb that I really hadn't thought about until I started writing down notes for this thing. It was kind of lost up in the brain somewhere, but it's an old Chinese proverb. And uh, it's basically the proverb of maybe so, maybe not, we'll see. And if you've heard it before, it's it's relatively powerful. I'm just going to kind of slowly go through it here. Um, it's the story of a Chinese farmer, and stuff keeps happening to him. And people keep asking him what he thinks of it, and his response is always, well, we'll see. So it starts off and says, a farmer and his son had a beloved horse, who helped the family earn a living. One day the horse ran away, and their neighbors came over and said, that's just the worst. Your horse ran away. What terrible luck. And the farmer said, we'll see. And a few days later, the horse came back. And when the horse came back, it brought several other wild horses with him. And the neighbors came over and said, wow, what great luck. Your horse came back, and it brought you more horses. And the farmer said, maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. Later that week, the farmer's son was trying to break one of the horses, and she threw him to the ground and broke the son's leg. The neighbors came over again and said, Your son broke his leg? That's terrible luck. Now we can't help you with the the farm and the chores. What are you going to do? And the farmer said, Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. And then a few weeks later, soldiers from the National Army marched through the town, recruiting boys for the Army. They came to the farmer, but they saw his son had a broken leg, and they skipped over him. The neighbors shouted, your boy was spared by the army. What a tremendous, what tremendous luck. To which the farmer replied, we'll see. It's just one of those things, right? You never know if the situation you're in is actually good or actually bad until it hashes out. I don't need to recount the story. You, you got examples in that one, but just try to keep that in mind. It may not be the thing you would have picked right off the bat. It may not have been the position if you had a, a choice or more of a choice you would have put yourself in that doesn't automatically mean it's going to be the worst thing ever or the best thing ever. Try to keep a level head. All right, we'll see. Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. Pretty infrequent I get that spiritual. I shouldn't even say spiritual. That deep on here, philosophical. That's the word I'm looking for, big brain guy. But uh, I really think those things kind of translate. You got a long career, man. 20, 25, 30 years, 35 years. 
It's a long time. Two years of inconvenience is a glitch, a little blip, okay? And it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. The process will continue to refine itself. The fire service is slow. It'll catch up. Your situation, your position, your seniority, your role, everything will change. The guys who you think now are, are making out big time, you'll be one of them eventually. Just have patience. All right, try to look at the bigger picture. If something happens, whether it's good or bad, we'll see. Celebrate in private, right? Have your little party or your pity party, but uh, we'll see. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out. Like I said, a short one. I hope you enjoyed. I hope that rang home for someone. If you're a listener, you can share it with someone who might need it. As always, check out my affiliates, Rescue One CBD, 0.000 THC, safe for the job, and also Fourth Frontier X2 Heart Rate Monitoring Strap. Pretty awesome. Um, coming up is a few interviews. Got some emails out. Really hopeful for those. And also, we have to do True Detective Season 4 Finale Recap with Kurt. None of us, neither of us, were super stoked about it. <laughs> so you'll get to hear our thoughts on that. I'll probably put a question box up in the meantime. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you soon. Be a fourth shift firefighter. Keep on being and trying to be more capable and durable, both on the job and away from it. On the job and away from it. We'll talk to you soon.